the red carpet to the celebrity street style hairdos and the hair don'ts. This is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host. Ladies and gentlemen. Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg. Hey guys, it's Gwen. And you're listening to Get Trust With Us. Well, here I am coming to you guys straight from my home studio in Tribeca, New York City. And I've got my cohort in beauty and life, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Oh, hello, cohort Gwen Beauty. What's happening, Trav? How is this week? Tell me what's up in your life. You know, it's been a sort of heavy news week. So at the office, it's a little heavy. Other than that, just enjoying Connecticut and excited to get back to New York City after Labor Day and come back to the city that I love. I know. I'm so excited for you to come back to the city. We can meet and maybe do some socially distanced masking because we always talk about the, the beauty masks that we use. Yes. And we are fully covered in those red LED masks. So we yes, can wear we those. Do. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that we could do those socially distanced like outside because, you know, we need a power so- source. Although wouldn't it be funny if we just like, you know, on like the street corners where people like plug in their phones. Yes. I wonder if we could plug in our LED red light masks. That would be I, a really funny video if we were just like, you know, like boosting collagen out <laughs> in 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 the wild. Yeah, you and I cellular turnover daily date, 20 minutes. Totally. I like it a lot. I've also just discovered, Travis, this company called Face. F-A-A-C-E. I saw you putting that on. Yeah, they have these really cool masks that are um, like not cheap masks, kind of like gel cream and cream masks that are actually targeted to like specific issues you might be having. Like there's this one called period face that Mm -hmm. I just thought was so innovative because all the things that happen when we ladies get our Mm -hmm. periods, like we get redness and we get dryness and a little bit of blow. Oh, you know all about it, right? I do. Because you were raised... Exactly. Exactly. Travis has been like a maid of honor in more weddings than I have. I call it a bridesman. A bridesman. Totally. Totally. But this um, period face is really cool because it, you don't necessarily even have to be on your period. You could just wear it if it's like hot, you know, like it's been like really hot and humid and, and, you know, you just sort of get puffy and stuff and it like really cools you down. So that was my favorite beauty mask of the week. But I got to tell you, Trav. I found a really killer new protective face mask. Did you? And it's 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 by like someone who you are a huge fan of. You know, I know who it is, and I'm a huge fan of her. And all of the things she makes are amazing. Her for her rug line, I legitimately tell everyone all the time, is amazing and so good to check it out whenever they're home furniture shopping. Well, we're going to talk all about it because you guys, we have Jill Zarin on the podcast today and her beautiful daughter, Allie Shapiro. They just started this amazing line called Masks by Jill and Allie. They're going to tell us all about it. And we might just get them to dish some of their other fun secrets. Hey, Jill. Hey, Allie. Hi. Hey, Gwen and Travis. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. Thank you so much for coming on Get Trust with us and hanging out with us. Tell us about this mask line. Tell us what your inspiration was and what makes these really cool and different. Um, well, this, how long do we have? We have a lot of time. We have as much time as you need. Oh, my God. That's what's so good about a podcast, right? So True. Talk 
talking all day. And you know me, I can just talk and talk. So no, basically what happened was um, when COVID happened and I was in Florida, Allie came down, you know, for two weeks, which turned into seven months later. And we were going a little stir crazy or we knew we were about to. And we just started doing a whole bunch of different things. And it was really, and Allie reminded me of this yesterday because I've done a bunch of interviews and it's been a while since I brought it back to really where it started because, you know, you forget, you know, as time goes on, um, it really goes all the way back to Bobby, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I get to tell that part of the story, which is, you know, when Bobby was sick, very sick and dying and he was in the hospital, um, I will never be able to repay the nurses who um, helped me and my family and Bobby, of course, through uh, the months and months and years that he was sick, but really at the end. And when this happened, and we're reading about, you know, how dangerous it is, how there aren't enough masks out there and that they're, you know, wearing trash bags on their pants because there's no people. <laughs> Which I saw firsthand, they sent me pictures every day when we sent them meals about the the lack of PPE that they had and the, um, the alternatives they had to, yeah. you know, wow. lack of options. Um, and so Allie and I really just looked at each other and felt so bad for the nurses that we knew who were working in New York City under such dire conditions as everybody's running for their parents' houses and this and that and running for the hills, you know, these diehard New Yorkers really stayed, um, you know, it was like, it reminded me of 9-11 in a certain way, you know, yeah. and, stay, and still, by the way, continue to um, take care of COVID patients. So it's not as many, it don't, you know, just that one patient doesn't care about how many, you know, that mm-hmm. one patient sure. needs what they need. And the risk that they did, I mean, it was literally, you know, it's one thing, you know, not to, you know, when a firefighter runs into a fire, you know, he does it on an as-needed basis. Right. But with these frontliners, these nurses and doctors, they were like literally walking into a wildfire 24 hours a day. Like they never knew when that fire was going to burn them or kill them. They just right. didn't. Yeah. You breathing on them was like breathing a thousand degrees of fire onto a fireman. I mean, that's how I visualized it. That's how I thought of it. And my heart broke. Um, and, you know, these are the, you know, just the nicest kind of people to um, become nurses and doctors, knowing that this is something that they may do. You know, they hope never it happens, these pandemics and things like that. So Allison and I decided that we wanted to start sending food to them because, you know, what does a Jewish mother do but to send food? Because that's what we had to do. Um, And there was a reason because of it. I was listening to my sister's radio show, you know, Lisa Wexler's show in Connecticut, and Mm -hmm. someone had said that Bill and Hillary Clinton had sent 20 pizza pies to Norwalk Hospital. And this was like the beginning of March. And I said, wow, we should do that. And we did. We called up a pizza place and we ordered pizza at the time to Boca Regional Hospital. Awesome. And, they, and I have, you know, the picture is still on our GoFundMe. And that was when you didn't even wear masks. Like yeah, the people who took a picture, the guy, the, the nurses in the emergency room who took a picture holding those pizzas the first time, they didn't even have a mask on. It was like right. March 13th or That's something. how early we got it. You know, that's wow. how Kelly and I got into it. And it really started to take off. And of course we were home and I, and because of who I am and the friends that I have, we were able to really go out there on Fox, on CNN, on ABC, politics aside, everybody and anybody. And we talked about what we started called Nauseous for Nurses, which my boyfriend Gary made up the name. I and love that. Nauseous for Nurses. Cute. Bring a little bit of New York to Boca. It was. It was a great name. And Allie and I raised $65,000, uh, literally you know, person to person, I think about five or 600 people donated, which was so much. And so many people who need so many things and everybody's wanting, you know, donations for everything. So the fact that we raised anything was a miracle. And of course we matched a lot of it. Um, And to this day, 
anytime money comes in, we spend it on exactly that. But we did other things. We collaborated with Lyft, the car service. And mm-hmm. they, you know, one of the problems that we found, because Allison would speak to these nurses. Some of them were friends of hers from college. Some of them became friends from this. But um, particularly at Columbia Presbyterian, where Bobby was a patient as well, um, they, the girls normally would take public transportation, the subway, up and down you know, the city to get to work. Right. And now they were afraid to because they didn't have right. proper production. Um, they were afraid for their own safety with, you know, not having enough people out in the middle of the night, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. So um, we wanted to get them a lift, no pun intended. So Alice yeah. spoke to a friend of hers who worked for Lyft and they were so generous and they matched all the money I donated and they matched me and then they gave us even more. And we were able to give nurses and anybody who needed a hundred dollar gift card um, to go to and from work as many times as it would last. And we were able to donate how many about Allie? Hundreds. Yeah, a few hundred, hundred, yeah. A few hundred. And then we also had a partnership with a few other big companies, a cookie company, a drink company. Anyway. But in any case, so that was <laughs> uh-huh. after that, then after that, you know, the big thing when with masks. Again, when Allison was speaking to these hospitals every day, um, food was obviously an issue, but really living was an issue. And and they didn't have they didn't have N ninety five masks, they didn't have PPE, they had nothing. Right. So Ollie and I, you know, just through timing and everything else, through relationships that I had with a factory in Vietnam. We were able to find an incredible source for for amazing, the most comfortable masks that really let hold up. And we had testing done on them. We have two and three ply. But Allie and I got into the tie dye craze, and we bought some tulip so dye, some rit dye. I mean, we're and literally tie dyeing twenty four. I'm having withdrawal right now because we're in New York. But we have a terrace. So do you guys, you guys actually hand dyed yes. these masks. Yes. That is incredible. Jill Darren has tie dyed your mask. Yes. Oh and my Allison, God, that's amazing. There's a video that she, there's a million point two uh, views on, uh, what's it called? Apparently TikTok. I went viral on TikTok and I had no idea. With, with a, oh, with I a, think you already <laughs> are viral on TikTok, Allie. I've seen you on TikTok. You have got a lot of views and great content. But, well, we made like five videos. The so one out of the five went viral. Yeah, but it was okay. really good. And, and, you know, so we're teaching people how to tie dye. Uh, we're showing them, you know, the things that we do wrong. And it, what happened was we ended up, um, you know, some of them, they looked good, but not good enough, you know? So, oh no, they just weren't the exact color skew that we wanted. Right. Maybe so they selling purple pink, in right, it or whatever. selling pink and blue mm-hmm. and like somehow green masks dye got on it. It's fine, right. but it's not what I sold and took money for. So then we decided we're going to donate. And so we donate one mask or more for every mask sold. And it's, you know, been able to, and Allison, every day, there's a box of um, packages that go out to UPS that are for people. USPS, abroad, USPS post office. Um, oh, awesome. Right? Some of them do, some of them don't. No, it's no, we're supporting the post office. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a crapshoot these days. And um, <laughs> no, no, UPS is definitely a safer bet. Paid a few dollars for it. Um, no, Yolanda comes every day with her truck empty and we fill it up to the oh, top. Yeah. Yolanda, my post office worker, she pulls up the back of her truck to my front door now because it's heavy. Oh, how great. And there's always a matching set of boxes for donation. And Allison's oh. tend to every nurse. So people can go on my website and you could fill it out for yourself. Or you could fill it out for someone you know or, you know, treated you as a patient, you know, you were a patient of, especially during COVID and want to thank them. Um, and that's it. And so, th- so we started doing that. Um, it's been really successful and Fabulous. You know, it's been a family affair and Allison has learned a lot about business. You know, she worked for a company before this and I don't know if she could ever work again for anyone. Well, they went bankrupt. So hopefully yeah, we'll she won't do be a better job. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, by the way, also, you're now a TikTok star. So, like, you know, that's it. You'll just. Well, Charlie and Dixie are our number one fans. They wear a mask every day. Oh, how great. We love Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, we've really been very lucky because we've been able to send a lot of influencers and friends who are celebrities um, masks. uh, And, you know, we don't ask them to post. Of course, they know we want them to post. Well, we don't ask. And if they like it, we hope that they do. You know, because sometimes you say, you know, would you please post? Well, what if they post that they don't like it? You know, so you want someone to come over <laughs> right. and do it. Um, and, and I would say that the best, if you want to really know what what people think of our masks, go to my website, jillzaron.com, and you could click on the reviews, you know, and the reviews are unedited and they are what they are, but they've been incredible. And people love the way they smell. They love the way they fit. And they, the best, I, I think that the best um, reward for us is the amount of reorders we get. We probably have a sure. 40 to 50% re, uh, wow. re- rate, which is very, very high for Shopify uh, because they come and buy one and they come back and buy more. And it's been great. That is so awesome. So have you had any of the ladies who are current Real Housewives wearing the masks? Are you kidding? Absolutely. Luann, Sonia, who else, Allie? Well, you know, other housewives. Oh, like Lisa Rinna loves them. Lisa Rinna's daughter has worn them and, and, and always posts and tags. But yeah, then you Cynthia. have like, oh, I'm Giselle. She loves oh, them. I um, love Giselle. Texas, um, Leanne and Cameron, Cameron Westcott. Yes, Cameron Westcott. And then, you know, we have a new series we're in love with called um, Selling Sunset. Oh, yeah. Um, Who's not in love with that? Who awesome. is not in love with that show? So, uh, what's it, Chriselle? Yeah, and Christine. Just posted yesterday, and Christine, who I'm in love with. And, I'm, and I have Christine has a million followers now. And so she deserves every one of them. Yeah, she's I, great. She also has very, very beautiful hair. And she has everything beautiful. There's nothing not beautiful oh. about her. I'm obsessed with her. If I, honestly, I might, I might become gay now. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I, I hope you and Christine are very happy together. <laughs> I, first, uh, first pick. I love her. Um, I love her personality. I lo- I don't always agree with her, but I love that she owns it. Because in today's show? culture, what's the word? Cancel? Cancel culture. <laughs> today's cancel culture. And just mm-hmm. this whole McCarthyism attitude yeah. and ganging up and really this... Uh, mentality, which I really don't agree with. I like the fact that she owns it and yeah. um, I hope she continues to and not, and not kowtow to people who don't agree with her because you'll always have people who don't agree with you. And by the way, just so you know, I am hypocrite. Number one, I'm going to own it. Hypocrite. Number one, because I kowtow and I got scared off. And if I could go back and tell Jill 10 years ago, right. I would say, don't, yeah. You know, own it. You may not be right, and people may like not Lisa agree with Rana you. Says, but own it. own it. And I, you know, I used to say, I know who I am, and I own it. And I did when I said it. But I think things changed behind the scenes, and I didn't. And I and I shouldn't. And I and I should have held on to who I was. Probably one of the reasons I wouldn't be a good housewife now. I don't think I'd be the same. I think that there's been a shift in our culture in general, and now people are just more empowered to actually like speak their truths and stand by them. And I'm, I'm really impressed by the people who are just, you know, they, they really take that ownership. And Jill, I got to tell you, like there were things that happened in my life 10 years ago where I wouldn't have been so vocal and stood up for myself because it simply wasn't as not even acceptable, but welcomed and warranted, you know? You don't, so, um, you're not more afraid now to, to say how you feel? I just feel like 
you, people are more receptive to hearing you take a stand and not back down. I mean, we are living in a cancel culture that is real, but I think that, you know, if you remain true to yourself, that's always going to be your best bet in life, whether you live a public life or a private life. I, I agree. However, we were in Boca on July 4th and this woman pulled up on her jet ski and someone told me she was a housewife. And I was like, oh my God, my mom's a housewife. That's so funny. I've never seen her before. Had a whole conversation. People videotaped it, whatever. It was um, Ziggy Fl- Flitcher. Ziggy Flicker. Ziggy Flicker from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she is living her truth and her honesty. Yeah. People do not like that. You know, I mean, there are people who do, but it's like, I don't know. You're right. She like came off a little like too sure of herself and it's sort of bitter in the butt. Right. So I I think, yes, but I think people still think there's a right and a wrong side to a lot of things now. Sure. What do you guys think about Dorinda speaking of right and wrong and, you know, her leaving the show and Andy, you know, what were your experiences? What were your thoughts today and yesterday? Well, listen, I think Dorinda added a lot to the Housewives as a series to NS mm-hmm. New York. In other words, like she was on longer than I was, even though you probably wow. don't think that way. I was only on four seasons, though I've made my appearances throughout the years. And I've always yeah. been on what happens, not every season, but most seasons and um, have really kept my name and, and life out there. I've been very blessed. Um, I like to think it's not only because I was a housewife, it's also because I was a businesswoman. But um, definitely having a housewife as the platform was definitely the way I was able to succeed. There's no question. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have done it without it. But I don't think if you, if I didn't have the business side of me, I don't think I could have been successful. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. how, many yeah. how many housewives do you know of that have a brand? Right. All of them. Even from New York that have something, you know, that they're going to walk away with. So, I mean, that's about me, not about Linda. But um, <sighs> so I... I so Dorinda, I think, added a lot to the show. I think she had incredible one-liners. Um, Allie has a few that she wants me to say if it comes up at the right time because she you know, had some great ones. Um, and I think that I had, I don't know if you know this, did you know that, that the first time Dorinda was on Housewives is because she came on as a friend of mine? I, I did don't remember that, that, but yeah. I did know that. She was Jill Barron's friend, Dorinda. I don't know if you did say well, that. I don't think it's Ramona said. posted right? it. Ramona what? posted the picture yesterday from the, fas- from the fashion show or whatever. What did it say? Just this is the first time I was with Dorinda um, on camera before she was on as a housewife. You're kidding me. Yeah. Why Instagram. did I repost that? She was going <laughs> I would have reposted that. Okay. You sort of brought her on the show, Jill. You sort of made her intro to the I Society of Real Housewives of New York. No, I didn't bring her in society at all. But well, no, I mean a Real Housewives of New York. Yes, yes, yes Housewives. Um, Because I thought she'd be a great housewife because she and I had something in common. You know, she had lost Richard. Right. At that time, we didn't have anything in common because Bobby was okay. But um, but But you you knew Richard when he was alive, too. But I knew Richard when he was alive. I knew her husband. That's how I met her. I met her when I was invited to their house for a beautiful cocktail party dinner in a townhouse. She lived in the sickest townhouse on, like, 62nd in Madison Park. Like, she really did live like the Joneses. You know what I mean? Like, she lived a very big life in London, I heard. And I know he yeah. was, she had a big life. He was a major political, uh, very well respected, brilliant mind, brilliant. And my sister actually, and I had forgotten this, I had introduced her. I guess that when I met Richard, 
Um, I wanted him to meet my sister, who's like my brain in the family. And she's a radio show. And I said, you know, Richard, my sister would love to have you on as a guest to hear your you know, opinion on politics and whatever. And he did. He was a regular guest on her show until he passed, sadly. Um, I know it was um, a real love affair like Bobby and I. She really mm-hmm. loved the way I loved Bobby. It was a second marriage for her. It was a second marriage for me. We both have one daughter. Um, I connected with her. I actually think that Housewives brought her out of her shell. I don't remember her being as funny and as lively when I met her. I think she blossomed getting famous. I think fame fit her well. I think that um, she's helped a lot of people. But I will say that as the elder, and I don't mean elder age, I I mean elder in in being a housewife, you know, as the senior Mm -hmm. housewife. I think it was the right time for her to leave, whether it was voluntary or not is irrelevant. It really is, whether she got fired or quit, who cares? Right. It really doesn't matter. I had a whole thing with me. I actually quit, but they said they fired me. So I didn't argue because I'm going to fight with Bravo. Like, right. right. But you, wa- you watched this last season and sort of thought that she was ready to leave. You sort of saw that in you and her. Um, well, did you? I think it was time when you watched it. I'm still watching it. It's not over yet, right? I, I didn't necessarily think it was time, but after the decision was made, I sort of get why that could happen because she did sort of, only with the women, you know, and she was very supportive of them and so nice, but when she drank and got angry, she got very angry and she couldn't, like you were saying, take responsibility for any of it and that was hard to watch just in these sort of last four no, episodes. No, no, I, I didn't say she wouldn't take responsibility. I did. Oh, okay. I, I think- <laughs> no, you did not. You know, but when, when, when the man would try to bring something up, she couldn't hear it. Right. I see what you're saying. You're saying that she couldn't own it. Because I, I didn't say exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you said, you could own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I think that in the moment of filming, no one can see their behavior. I think that's one of the reasons why the housewives, that's one of the reasons why I did the show, <laughs> so that I could see myself on my, the way other people see me. The problem is, she wouldn't see that until now, right? Yeah. She couldn't see what happens until watching the show like we are. And really the reunion is where all that's supposed to come up, right? right. At the reunion, you're supposed to rewatch the whole season, all of you, all the cast, and kind of rehash, you know, this is what you did to me, this is what you did to me, this is what I said, this is what you said. And I think that um, after the season ends, it'll be interesting to see what Dorinda said on her now seeing herself. Yeah, and at the reunion. Be, Interesting. I think that's going to be really important to see her self-reflection. Right. You know? Interesting. Um, really interesting. Regardless of her, whether she sees it, doesn't see it, or any of the gossip that you're reading about, I think that's important. What, what I saw as a woman who I lost my husband, mm-hmm. um, I know that it's been almost three years that Bobby died, and I am really just now really feeling the effects of missing him. Like, there's a lot of things that have happened over the last few years. Oh, I'm going to start to cry. But, um, you know, it takes time for you to feel it for it to yeah. come. And it comes in different ways. And I think that, um, I think she broke up with her boyfriend. I don't think that was addressed on the show because maybe he didn't want to film. So how are you going to address something if he's not willing to be party to it? You know, if they broke mm-hmm. up the show started, how's she going to get him back to film and talk about it? So I think that the show, for whatever reason, brushed over her losing the second most important man in her life. I mean, Richard, she was with for 10 or something years. John, I think she's been with him for six or seven years. Yeah, it was like six and a half. 
Yeah. So it's like a death. Yeah. You know, whether she broke up or he broke up, that was never communicated. It was weird. They never really talked about it. Does anybody know who broke up with who? Yeah, and they brought it up on the show that he was groping. Ramona said he groped her, and he was asking for women's phone numbers when they were out together, and that Dorinda broke up with him and told him she didn't want to be with him anymore. All right. But I really like what you're saying, Jill, and I hope that you can reach out to her and you two, you know, can commiserate over this, because I I think you're right. I did. Are you kidding me? I immediately wrote to her, and I just, you know, um, you know, let her know that I'm in here if she needs me, you know, um, because, you know, whatever issues that I've had with her over the years, and we've all had issues with, you know, because of press and things get taken out of context and the headlines made, you don't really say it, but they mm-hmm. say something that, you know, and all you read is the headline and you're like, oh, she said this about me and all that nonsense that happened. The sure. That, you know, she lost two, two men who she loved in the last, you know, 20 years. And, um, yeah. It's very hard for any woman under any echo, anything in their 50s to find love again. Mm. Because, and if you're wealthy, as Ramona said, she's in the 1%, right? So it's even harder. Um, I don't know if it's because she's in the 1%. I think it's just that when you're in your 50s and 60s, it's just there's less, when, I when always say there's when less when cookies in the cookie jar. Well, no, what happens is. When you put a man back in the cookie jar, I call it in the dating pool, right? If you put a man in the cookie jar at 50 or 60, there's all the cookies between 20 and 50 for him. (laughs) In the cookie jar at 50 or 60. I don't know, Ramona, Loanne, I'm telling you. The only cookie she gets at 50 and up. Yeah, Ramona and Loanne are dating a ton of men. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, with all the ton of men she has, she hasn't found the one she wants, right? That's a good point. Right. And um, so I think that, you know, and I know Dorinda lives up in um, most of the time, I think she lives up in the country. And that's also very isolating. You know, being being in the house by yourself, it's probably time to downsize for her. But yet she doesn't want to downsize because that would be, you know, admitting how you're getting older. It would would admit that you don't have a house to fill. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that. And of course, she kept the house because she was filming. So it's a reason to keep the house going, right? So I think she's right. got a lot of decisions to make. And um, I don't know if she needs to do it publicly. I don't think it was doing her. I don't think if it was serving her well. You know, I always say that when the show stops being fun, it's time to end. Right. You know, right. So it made sense. And I didn't want to do it anymore because I had so much anxiety. You don't mm. even understand. Like, I, I'm not a control freak. Some people might say I am. But um, I like to know. I, I'm not a control freak, but I want to know what's going on. And, and, and when you're on TV, now remember, TV, reality stars are not actors for the most part. Some of them are, but for the most part. So we haven't been trained or brought up in that culture. And so, you know, I, I, I've only worked in regular jobs. So communication and open communication has always been very there. So when I got into TV, I had no idea of what it's like, you know, what it's. So I didn't know that everything's so secretive. I didn't know that that's kind of the way it works in TV, that they'll, you know, um, you could be going to work on a sitcom for 10 years and one day you you read the script and they killed off your character. Are <laughs> you? Mm-hmm. And that, and by the way, and that happens every day and that's the way it is. But in the if that happens in the real world, it would be a lot more, it would be a lot more unexpected. It's expected. Right. You know totally. What I mean? So um, in t- so reality stars, like when Vicky and Tara were let go or a lot of them, you know, it was shocking, you know? Totally. Um, so, totally. Know. 
So tell us, you know, it's like everybody is spending a lot more time at home because of COVID and, you know, talking about Dorinda's house and, you know, big house. How would you make a big house or a small apartment feel more like more like homey and sweet and comfy and a place where people would want to like work Sanctuary. and socialize and do everything since, you know, Jill's Aaron home is such a, is such a great line me to go into jillzarenrug.com? Yes, tell us. They're so great. Thank you. The rug line has been just an incredible journey for me. I, If you ask me, I mean, I wish Bobby was alive to see it because he'd be Aww. so proud of me. He really mm-hmm. would be. I mean, that's really what I miss the most is his, you know, being proud of me. Really. Right. He would be so proud I of know, both of us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Let's get I it done on Zoom. Um <laughs> Anyway, so the rug line has been an incredible blessing. It's really given um, me a way to express myself with, and I didn't realize that I actually had a talent for design and not physically like with a pen and paper, but uh, styling, if you want to call it, and, sure. and finding things that people like. But most important is my whole brand is, is, a, is a problem solution brand, problem, problem solving brand. So for me, I have a dog and she's always peeing and pooping on everything. And I had very expensive rugs over the years get ruined and get cleaned and it doesn't come out. Um, so I found these incredible rugs that, that are stain proof. I mean, they really are. They're, they're virtually, I want to say virtually because there's always something that, that, you know, someone will say, oh, it didn't come out. But, you know, spaghetti sauce, um, wine, urine, any of that stuff all comes out of my rugs. And the rugs start at $49. So you, it's not much of a financial mistake that you can make. And they last. And they last and they last. And you know when you vacuum them and stuff, they don't make those prints with your feet. So you sometimes um, the less the less. I mean, this is a little technical, but with a rug, if you don't have enough stitching, you don't have enough stitches. That's when you know how when you walk on a carpet and it makes an imprint. Yeah. And then you have to vacuum to make it go away. That's because it doesn't have enough depth of fiber. It doesn't have enough thickness. Interesting. Fiber. My rugs really do. That's how you know a cheap rug from a nice rug. Um, so yeah. mine, you know, you walk on them, you don't know you walked on. Them. I mean, they really are really great quality. And um, so I'm expanding. So I came out with an outdoor line this summer, outdoor rugs. I can't even tell you. I sold out. I bought two years of inventory because that's how it works. You want to make a certain amount on a loan to fill and blah, blah, blah. Sure. And we pretty much sold them out in three months. It was really amazing. There's pretty much not much left right now, but my reorders are about to come. So anybody who's been waiting for the Cape Cod and um, the Cape Town, which was an animal print, the yellow flu, the black, the navy, uh, because they're so affordable for a hundred bucks. You have a beautiful outdoor rug for your terrace, especially. I like the tie dye ones, the Tribeca, the West Village, those sort yeah. of like ink bottles. They're cute too. Yeah, those are the colorful ones. You know who loves that one? Jeff Lewis has it for his daughter. She likes oh, them. nice! Yeah, and, they're you know, very like youthful, fun, girly. I love them. Well, he tells the truth about everything, and you know he'd be the first one to tell you. Oh, true oh. that. He says it's his favorite because his daughter can't ruin it. You know, everything she does so far, she's got, he's gotten it all out. Um, anyway, so the rugs have been great. So I have an outdoor, I have an indoor shag rug line coming out this fall. Oh, I have cool. 10 colors. I named them after spices in my kitchen because everybody's been watching me cook during COVID. So I have basil and I have, you know, ocean, all these great colors, salt and pepper. And they're space dyed, yes. so and they're space dyed yarns. So they're not just solid because the solids kind of look cheap. You want it to have a little texture. So they're sure. space side yarns and they're gorgeous. I just did a photo shoot recently for them and they'll be out in October. And the other thing that's new and exciting, which is unexpected, is I have a, a wall clock line coming out 
this month. They'll be on jillzarin.com. Um, I think they're going to be around $19.99 for um, it shipped, including shipping, a clock, a 22-inch clock. Wow. And then awesome. I'll have 30-inch clocks coming out next. And, I, and they're really cool, like contemporary colors. They're great. And then, and you could, and what I did is I put five clocks together and made like a piece of art in my own room. So, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a piece of art just by, uh, you know, $50 worth of clocks and get a great, you know, you fill up your whole wall and you're done. That um, is so fun. And then I've got some other uh, uh, home accessories that I'm working on that I'm not ready to announce yet, but those are coming soon. So, you know, between the masks and the rugs and the clocks and everything, I've got a lot going on. That is so awesome. Well, it's great to hear that you've been very busy during COVID and, and even better than that, that the mask line gives back. So thanks you guys so much. Thanks for doing that. And of course, thanks for joining us here on this episode of Get Trust with us. Travis, which rug are you going to pick? If I'm between the Tribeca and the West Village. All right. You keep thinking about it. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please come back next week for another episode of Get Trust With Us. Until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next time, stay gorgeous.